Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast, this time doing it live on a Monday night, a little busy with uh, college basketball, but man, we have a lot going on, a lot to say. I'm so fucking sick of people today, I swear <laughs> to God. Like, I had the best weekend, because the weekend I spent hanging out with my son, Yeah, and we had the best time, and today, in the last three hours, I've just been laying into people, <laughs> laying into people. You're ready so to retire. I'm just so sick of idiots yeah. right now. Yeah, it's great. I just laid into people today. Uh, Who I'm, pissed you off the most? What happened? Um, my soon-to-be ex-wife pissed me off because, <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. I really couldn't give less of a fuck about airing any of this out here. Yeah. Everything had been relatively cool. Yeah. But this goes to anybody who is going through a this right now. A lot of people right have now. gone through it. If you say to the person who's out of the house, look, there's going to be a phone call tonight at 510, make the fucking phone call. Make the phone call. So I'm in the car and 510 and 530 and 540 shows up and uh, and there's no fucking call. Yeah. And I, I text and I'm like, you know, what the fuck? Oh, I was talking to my mom. And that's the kind of shit that drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah. You can talk to your fucking mom anytime you want. If you if you make a commitment, follow through on the commitment. Yeah. And so that just fucking set me off and I told her to go fucking pound sand because who gives a shit? And uh and I, I was just fucking pissed off. And then the other fucking loser in my life <laughs> is I told you guys last week that I was looking for a watch. Yes. Right? I love it. Yeah. And I found a really cool watch that, that I liked. That wasn't a Dallas Cowboy watch. It was not a Dallas Cowboy watch or anything like that. And I have a friend who works at Macy's, and they had a VIP sale. Now, I had said a couple of different times, look, I'm just going to order this thing online. I'm going to order it online and get it. And what I was going to do is I was going to have the back I thought about having the back engraved because one of my favorite fight, and I think I mentioned this last week, is champions get up while others stay down. Yeah. And it was going to be a constant reminder to me that during one of the hardest times of my life that I found a way to get through it. Yeah. And if you go directly through Fossil, through the watch company, they will engrave it for free. Wow. And they will do everything and the whole deal. So I have this friend who works at Macy's, and look, Macy's sucks, okay? There's nothing about Macy's that I like, but she said, hey, it's the VIP weekend, and it would have cost me, through the watch company, about 130 bucks. She was going to get it for me for about 105 but then tax, it's about 120 Basically, I saved like 15 bucks. Now, had I done what I was originally going to do, I was going to order it Monday, it fucking would have been here by now, but... She's like, hey, wait till the VIP sale. We'll save money. So I drive where she lives to Lakeside yesterday. Okay. I bring her 120 bucks cash. She says, hey, I'll have it tomorrow. I've said to my sons, hey, this is going to be cool. When I see you, I may see them tomorrow. We'll have it. Yeah. So I've already explained to her what it is, what it means. And I, she's like, hey, I'll be home. She works at like 3 in the morning. So I text her because, again, now I'm driving from way over on Balboa out to Lakeside before coming to East Lake. She doesn't return the text. So I'm like, fuck, you know? <laughs> so I drive out there. She's there. Yeah. I call her. It goes to voicemail. I yeah. text her. 
I go, look, I got to do a podcast. Yeah. Let's go. Nothing. I'm all the way. I'm like, I'm so fucking pissed. And I'm all the way on the 125 to come down here. I've wasted the trip at the lakeside. And she calls and she's like, oh, I, I didn't see it. And I go, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I need you to fucking stand up in your life and do something right one time. Fuck you. And she's like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry you're upset, but why don't you come up? I go, I'm not fucking coming back out to Lakeside. There ain't shit there. Lakeside sucks. IB laughs at Lakeside. Fuck you. Did you not hear me tell you 10 minutes ago? So I had no, no time for my soon-to-be ex-wife who can't be bothered to make a phone call, and I got no time for this dipshit. <laughs> But then we on the 67 way out there. Yes. Then I'm out there all the time. Oh, nothing out there that matters on the 67. <laughs> and, and I, I have no problem at all. Davey understand yeah. this. I will get my 120 bucks back. And I swear I've known her 18 years. At least I will never see her again. Yeah. I imagine I mean, here's the problem. <laughs> if you're asked to do something for one time, to fucking step yeah. up. Step up. Yeah. I don't have time for fucking idiots. She's an idiot. She's out. Yeah. That's oh. it. <laughs> She's out. I just fired her on the air. I'll get, and I'll, you know, I'm at the point right yeah. now where I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I don't even need it. Yeah. I'll just, uh, I don't know what I'll <laughs> just do. Just look at the, the clock on your phone like That's everybody it. else. Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I was just like, God, I was just airing people out yeah. tonight. I had no time for idiots. Oh, man. That's too funny. All right. I, got, I have two things that I, that kind of upset me this weekend. So we started on it. I was going to get to it. Yeah. Myself. Let me hear them. One of the guys you actually know. But so I'm doing uh, NCAA basketball for ESPN. It was the easiest job I've ever had. So okay. here, here's the job is. You sit front row, which is a lot of people didn't get a seat. A lot of people, unfortunately, are friends of ours in the media had to sit in the tent where it's freezing outside in the parking lot. Okay. okay. Poor Phil gone. You know, it's his birthday and he's freezing his ass off in the tent. I go, where are you sitting, Phil? In here. Where are you at? Oh, that's weird. It says right there, front row. So uh, sitting there front row, all I have to do is get a guest for the post game show. Basically watch the game, walk to the locker room, ask for the sports information director and say, hey, they want to get Bob Huggins on. No problem at all. Boom. Yeah getting paid okay and and you knock out four games on friday you knock out two yesterday piece of cake yesterday's game auburn and clemson two colleges i can't stand just because of being yeah. an alabama fan game ends auburn loses but i'm on the side of the locker room where the auburn tiger walks off the court and he's walking by and he's giving everybody a fist you know guy the, auburn tiger? the auburn tiger hey <laughs> hey and he gets near me and i say get the fuck away you from better me. not i did i said get the what get- if it's a chick it, it could a, be a chick. Uh, it could have been a chick. Well, I know, hate saying a chick because yeah. now you sound like silly or that dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could have been a it could have been a girl, Dave. It could have been a college girl. It, 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 either way, it was a college like kid, your right? Niece's age. It was like somebody who was like eighteen to twenty two at the oldest, right? Yeah. And so I said, "Get the fuck away from me, you and, dick." And he can't talk, you know. So he does the pause in there, <laughs> like what? What? What's the problem? Point at his chest, put pause back in there. And I said, "I'm telling you, get the fuck away from me. Go move on." And he tries to, gi- tries to give me a hug. And I said, oh, that would have been great. I said, don't. And, and now people are watching me in the media. I could don't fucking touch me. I said, I'm telling you right now. What are you now, so angry for? Because he's an Auburn Tiger. And I said. Well, did you go to Alabama? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I got a big fucking Alabama tattoo on my arm. Well, big deal. So I, I said to him, look, I'm a big Alabama fan. If Get Walter the fuck away Payton from me. If wanted to hug me, I'd hug Walter Payton. And I'm a, I have a Viking <laughs> it's tattoo. True. It's true. Because I'm not racist yeah, like well, you. Then, 
<laughs> it's animals. I'm allergic to cats. So I told the guy, get, get the fuck away from me. You touch me again, I'm going to knock you out. And then he made That's me, a girl. And he, how do you know it's a girl? I'm telling you, it's all not those a mascots girl. are no. a girl. Do no way. splits. The, no, they're spinning. The tiger was spinning on his head and shit. He was breakdancing. Had a dance off with the other fucking tiger. So anyway, people around me are like, Jesus, what the fuck? Yeah. No, nobody yeah. thought I was saying. Way to represent ESPN. Really yeah. nice. So Jamel he, Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the move. So here's the deal. It's real okay. simple. I told you the job. Clemson wins. And so I call ESPN, who do you want? And they tell me they want the star shooting guard for Clemson to come on the postgame show. I'd say to the guy, hey, can we get you on? He goes, yeah, no problem at all. All of a sudden, Steve Schnall stops it and goes, Steve Schnall who works for San Diego State. That little pencil neck. There's another guy who 30 years in this town has always thought he's a lot more important than he is. Anybody associated with San Diego State, let's just make it real clear, because Costa and all these other dipshits jerk them off like they're important. John David Wicker, whoever the yeah. fuck the president is right now, Steve Schnall, you're all a bunch of zeros. Now, you know, I, that's the thing is I know a lot of people don't know who we're talking about, but if you're in the media, you know exactly what we're talking about. And thinks I was, he's important. He's not. That's why. That's why. Because you've been in that same position 20 years and nobody knows your name. So he jumps in, and he's been on our show before, and we've talked to him a million times. He comes on, he, he stops the interview, and he goes, hey, you're going to do this live? I said, yeah, we're doing this live. You can't do it live. Oh, really? And I said, we've done it five games in a it row. Like what are you Rick talking Moranis. about? Rick Moranis. Shut up, Rick Moranis. <laughs> you little fucking And twerp. I said, those aren't the rules. The rules are I can't do a live interview on the court because Westwood One and CBS owns the rights. I can do an interview. No, you can't. So I call ESPN back, tell that guy's 100% wrong. And I said, I already did. Moranis. I, yeah. So we're, we're going to tape it. So here's the deal. I said, we're going to tape it. So now the guy's willing to go on. And, and then who do you have, Dave? I'm sorry. It's the star star guard for Clemson. Okay. okay gotcha. DeVoe is the guy's name. Anyway. We're so, a Bell and Biv. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's ready to go. Kid wants to do it. It's cool yeah. as hell. A college kid is going to be on national radio. He's like all excited. And he says, why don't you do it? Steve Schnall says to me. And I said, well, it doesn't work that way, Steve. I go, it's, it's yeah. taped out of Connecticut. That's where the network is. He's going to be on my telephone, and that's not where well, you're a big-time radio star. Why don't you do it? Like, oh. it complete condescending. Okay, now wait a minute. Hang on. Now wait a minute, because now I may feel bad. Did he think, like, he obviously knew who you were. He knew exactly who I was. Fuck, God. Not a lot Why of do people, you feel bad? Because not a lot of people know you. <laughs> that's not true. So, in this fucking town, when I'm walking from the goddamn tunnel God all over my it. seat and everyone God yelling, dang it. Diablo, you piece of shit, people screaming at me. No, people I think know I, him. I, I, think I, I think I owe Steve an apology. You son of a bitch. God no. damn it. If he actually... As my kid said, that's because you weren't A-list. Fuck off. God damn it. Steve, I apologize. I said I've had... I've, Steve got caught in the crossfire. Of uh, of a couple of women that pissed me off earlier, Steve. I'm sorry. Uh, if you, if you're actually one of the six people, not of part bitch. of the Barkley family that knows son who Dave bitch. is, you deserve my respect. Oh my gosh, and, not and my sympathy. And my sympathy. Oh, I was so irritated by it. So we finally get the damn thing on. Like he's talking through it. I'm saying, dude, Steve, shut the fuck up. Don't worry Steve's about. Steve's still talking. Yeah, so because like trying like to sabotage more. the interview. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Here's you're, another. You're a big apology. star. You do it. Why aren't you doing it? And I was like, dude, are you completely mocking my no, career? No, I think he likes you. I thought he liked me too until no, he's fucking he fucking dicking me over. But he's like Greg Cantor. They think they know jokes and they don't know jokes. <laughs> so you got to listen to him. I completely <laughs> misjudged Steve, and I, I publicly apologize here. And you do not look like you look like a tougher version of Rick Moranis. <laughs> That's nice. 
People listen to you. They don't listen to Rick Moranis. I got it. Yeah, completely fucking me over. Completely disappointed. So between uh, Steve Schnall giving me a hard time, who I thought was a buddy of the show, and the guy named Auburn right, Tiger. Let's not get excited. Okay, that, Lisa Ann's a buddy of the show. That's true. That's Nicole true. Eggert's a you know, buddy of the show. You know, it's funny you say that. Is I, have, I have my computer out. I don't even need my goddamn computer, but I got it out because everyone else has their computer out, you know? Yeah. And the guy next to me works for Fox Sports 1, looks over and sees my Twitter timeline, and there's a message from Lisa Ann. What's this all about? Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> he's right on my screen. What's this all about? And he goes, I know who she is. I go, everybody knows who she yeah. is. Relax. Pull, pull your pants up, pervert. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing that sucks. What sucks in this town is morning radio. Morning radio is so bad. I tried to listen to Dan Patrick today. There's nothing lazier than the best and worst of the weekend. Yeah. Who gives a shit? What some cattle farmer in Wyoming viewed as his best and worst of the weekend. Click. Doesn't that only work with video? Like if ESPN was doing that on SportsCenter, it works with video. You I, tell them it doesn't make Yeah, the not top 10 is great. I like the not top 10. Yeah, those yeah. are always good because we like that. Then there's not a bigger clusterfuck than that morning show that they're running on 1090 right now. And it's shocking to me that Mike Shepard would make poor programming decisions because he's such an icon in this business and in this market. Why? Look, I what we have seen here is that Derek Togerson can't walk in off the street and do talk radio. When I say that, I will also tell you that I can't walk in and do what Derek does very well at Channel 39. I think Derek's really good on TV. Talk radio, you can't just walk in and do. And so I tried to listen today because I like Derek and I'm fine with Ben. And I like Joe Tatino. They all three talk at the same time. Really? It's just, it's like a party line. And for 20 seconds, they're all talking. And it's some BS about the block, some block party opening weekend. And they must have spent, I don't know, too long on that. So now I get bored with them because they're all talking over each other. Garbage. I go to 1360. And honest to God, I'm shocked Hardwick still has lasted this long. But he's there, and and I hear him say it was must-see TV over the weekend. So I'm figuring, Dave, he's going to talk about one of the March Madness yeah. games, which I really didn't see a lot of. You so heard I, of the number one team loss for the first yeah, time ever. Yeah, sure. Okay. Virginia losing on Friday night. I hear that. On 1360, I was supporting that shithole. But... <laughs> and now... Uh, Judd says to Nick, what was the must-see TV? And this fucking dummy from Purdue starts talking about Big Big Ten wrestling. Wrestling? Iowa. Is Big John Stud? <laughs> what the hell? Hillbilly nobody watches Jim? that shit. Yeah, nobody watches the real stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. Holy cow. Penn State and Iowa? Stop <laughs> it. Gone. And here's the thing. Any one of those guys could say the same to us, what I'm sure you and I have said in a thousand different programming meetings. You are picking out 30 seconds of a three-hour show. But guess what? For each one of the yep. shows I just mentioned, Dan Patrick, Ben, and and the Bozos, and Hardwick, I never came back. Yeah. I never came back. It was that easy to determine your show was shit that I didn't come back. I didn't give a fuck what some jerk-off thought was the best and worst of the weekend. I couldn't stand everybody talking over each other and 
Big Ten wrestling. Yeah. Um, life is too short to listen to talk about Big Ten wrestling. I just and I'm I'm a Big Ten guy. Yeah. I couldn't tell you other than Brock Lesnar. Who's the only guy I know who ever came out of the University of Minnesota wrestling <laughs> program? I, I could tell you one guy. I tell you Tony Dungy, right? A couple of Gopher hockey players, Michael Thompson, Kevin yeah. McHale, basketball, the great Flip Saunders. I, I Dave tell Winfield. You. Dave Winfield. There you go. Thanks, Dave. I think Mark Landsberger. <laughs> I mean, this is a fun conversation for never. Say what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, you're a Big Ten guy, and you still said, "What the fuck?" Gone. Yeah. 30 seconds. But that's, that's all it takes. That's what they tell you all the time. you got to be entertaining. you got to be on all the time. Terrible. Yeah, no, too big of a weekend. Too many things happened. We're almost uh, to the start of baseball season. Spring training going on. Obviously, you have March Madness. There are things definitely talking about. Tiger is still back in it every single weekend now. Back-to-back weekends. Yeah. There are things to talk about, without, without a doubt. Now, with me, I, I told you this before. I've given up. I'm just, I'm just on the serious bandwagon right now. I'm just doing Howard Stern. And if oh. it's a live show, then I'll stay with Howard Stern. But I'm done with Dan Patrick. Here's the funny thing. Dan and his Danettes. I don't know anybody. I don't know any of those guys. We met a bunch of them at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. I can't yeah. tell you which guy is which. I know there's there's a, a Fritz. Todd. I don't know which they one he is. They have made, okay, you will understand what I'm saying when I say this. I first heard of Todd Fritz when I talked to 710 around the LA riots. Yeah. He was producing Jim Lampley's show and had a great reputation as both a guy and as a producer. I mean- with all respect to Marty and Joe Tatino, people have really done it good. Todd was at a different level. Yeah. In L.A., you have to be at a different level. But I've heard Todd speak. I heard Todd speak there, and I heard Todd speak um, for years yeah. early on. Every time I hear him, he sounds more and more like the old Jewish lady that lived four <laughs> doors down from me. What happened to that guy? Are they Are they doing that? On purpose? I have no idea. I don't listen to the show anymore. I think he's just aging, and all of a sudden he sounds like an old Jewish No, lady. but I, I will say, um, I will say as somebody who's really done a lot of those jobs, book guest, produced it, ran the board, man, Dan's got a good team. Yeah. Those guys do a good job. And we met uh, Paul. At Paul this, we met in San Francisco. What, what a nice, just good dude. And Dan's a great guy. We met Dan a few times because Dan's brother was our boss. Yeah. Dan's awesome. No, I do. I like all four of those guys. It's just funny to me because every time I hear Todd now on the radio, and I don't know him at all, I go, is that Todd or is that the lady who lived three <laughs> doors down from me? <laughs> was always offering me baklava or something. Oh, that's, that's funny as hell. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good that you got that. That is. That's the, the little sweet dessert thing that you, uh, you uh, buy. That, awesome. little, that little bar you buy next to the cash register when you're checking out. Oh, shit, man. It's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, here's why I don't have serious. And I, yeah. I want to say this. This is a completely unsolicited plug. Do you not have serious anymore? Well, I'll tell you why okay. I don't have it right now. Because um, I'm driving. I bought a 2015 Sentra. Okay. And I have liked that car. Uh, only about 43,000 miles on it. And so on Friday, I'm driving to work. And it wasn't a big deal. But I noticed a little bit of like a herc in the transmission. Yeah. Again, not anything that impacted my drive or anything that I felt worried about. But I said, you know what? Let me let me get ahead of this before um, before it becomes something. And plus, it's under factory warranty. Yeah. So I call over to Mossy Nissan 
in Kearney Mesa. Now, I had said on this show a couple of months back that Mossy was driving me crazy, trying to sell me shit and make me nuts, and I was frustrated with them. So Friday, I called Mossy, and I said, hey, look, I've got this deal going on with my Sentra, and I, yeah. I kind of explained it. It reminded me of the Brian Regan bit where they're like, make the noise, bud. Let me hear what... <laughs> well, it's... You know, they're just laughing at you. But I call and I explain the issue, and the lady said, look, it's probably nothing, but what time can you bring it in tomorrow? On a Saturday. I go, great. I, I'll be there early. She goes, we'll see you at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. I go, God damn, Perfect, right? Next yeah. day, they're not saying, hey, you have to be here on Tuesday, I show up at 9. They're waiting for me when I get there. As soon as I walk in, uh, Renee, I'm going to hype up Renee. She said, okay, come here. She gives me a piece of paper. She goes, look, when we check things out with the transmission, it's usually a long day. Yeah. She goes, I'm assuming you have stuff to do today. Take this piece of paper Right over there. See that girl right there? I go, yeah. She's going to hook you up with the loaner car. She goes, we got you covered for the day with the loaner car. I said, okay. She goes, now take this and go right over there, and it'll give you a bottle of water. If you want a bottle of water, everybody, 9 o'clock in the morning, hell yeah, you take a bottle of water. I swear, Dave, I dropped my car off, and 10 minutes later, I'm in a 2017 Sentra, cold bottle of water, and I'm off and running. They don't have XM in that car. Okay. So it gets to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I call back to Mossy Nissan. Renee says, hey, it's funny. I was just going to call you. She said, we ran all the tests and all the codes come back positive, that it's fine. But she said, our guy took it out and drove it, and he feels what you felt. And he doesn't like it. So stay in that loaner car. If you need anything out of your car, come on by. We'll hook you up. But she goes, we're going to call Nissan directly on Monday, and we're going to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. So I go, shit, okay. One o'clock today. She goes, hey, I'll call you mid-afternoon on Monday. Goddamn, one o'clock today. She calls me. She goes, hey, I think we got to figure it out. She goes into auto jargon that flies way over my head. And I go, uh, <laughs> I'm listening to all this. And she goes, look, you're not going to hear back from me today. But you'll definitely hear from me tomorrow. And she goes, hopefully, I think we should have it all squared away tomorrow. How's the loaner car? I go, it's fine. She goes, great. Um, And I said, hey, is this covered? She goes, yeah, it's all under your powertrain warranty. You're all good. And I just, like I said to somebody the other day, I was kind of explaining it to them. And and they said, God dang, isn't it nice when you get customer service the way it's supposed to be? Again, they didn't pay me a nickel, but I just appreciated the way those guys treated me and I had kind of kicked them in their little nuts about a month ago and shit. And then when she goes, Hey, uh, oil changes 75 bucks for three of them. Well, if anybody's driving one of these new cars, it's about 65, 70 bucks for an oil change. Yeah. I just, I was stoked and I appreciate it. It's been one of the few good things that happened in the last week. So thank you, Renee, very much. I appreciate you very much. Maybe she can go pick up your watch for you. (laughs) <laughs> Make it perfect. Yeah. Me and Renee will go the night out. <laughs> now, but no, what a champ, man. They were just, they were incredibly nice. Yeah. And when you're like, you're just waiting for some other fucking anvil to yeah. drop on your head, like Wiley Coyote. And when she was like, look, we got you covered. Here you yeah. go. 
boom, you're out, off you go. It was just, it was great, and I appreciated it very much. There you go. It's funny, when, when I was uh, out at San Diego State this weekend, so many people had come up to me and talked about, you know, what you're going through, what, mm-hmm. what I went through in January. Were January any of them single, rich females? <laughs> Kidding, single, I think. Females. <laughs> just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, but, Were any of them direct <laughs> heirs to the croc fortune? <laughs> was it Jenny Craig? <laughs> it was not Jenny Craig. So you sit there and people go, man, it goes, it, it's interesting as people have said to us and been very nice over and over again it's great you guys share what's going on but also you guys have had a a crazy tough year Mm -hmm. you know so talking about different things here and out so i'm driving to um viejas yesterday for the last two games i swear to god every time you told me you were at viejas i kept thinking you're out at the casino i'm like i can't hear i can't fucking answer the phone i can't text it yet i thought you were there for like a viewing party (laughs) i swear okay sorry i'll figure it out all right so it's funny in the last month i remember saying to my wife i go look here's the deal i got one kid out of the house Mm-hmm. I go, we got one kid in the house. The house right now is too big. When I moved into this house, I had my mother-in-law with us because she was very sick. And mm-hmm. she was going to spend her last years or so with us before she passed away. And that was the whole plan. That's why we moved into this house. Because to be honest, it was a bedroom with a bathroom connected to each other on a single floor, on the bottom floor. And it just made it easier. So she passes away last year. My dad passes away in January. My oldest son's in Irvine. And my youngest son graduated high school a year ago, and I'm going, we should sell this house. And I go, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. We're going to sell this house called Brian Curry. Yeah. We're going to get a one-bedroom somewhere on the beach so no one ever fucking stays with right? us. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's the plan. We're just going to look at the goddamn ocean every afternoon. <laughs> no yeah. one's ever going to say, can I come stay with you because there's not another room. The answer is no. No. Driving to house yesterday, phone call from, uh, well, first of all, on Friday, I get a phone call from my oldest son. Hey, I got a job in San Diego gonna need someone to stay for a while oh shit so you go uh, okay we welcome on back you know there's no problem why don't you save some money you're yeah. welcome your room's still here drive into vaos my mother calls hey I, you know i thought about it your dad's not here i'm not worried about my friends i think i'm gonna move to san diego oh, in the next six no. months oh no <laughs> And I went. Oh no! Like it was, it was complete. Like you couldn't hear. Like, oh, like, no. it, <laughs> like, like you felt like Will Ferrell yeah. when he went under the water. Yeah, that was completely. You, yeah. You're a dream weaver. Yeah, and like I didn't hear shit. It was like oh, you know hitting shit. the mute button on your phone. Like I didn't hear anything she said after that. And you're yeah. sitting there going, "What?" And then she said, "Well, you always offered. You know, you offered when? Like, like twenty years ago. I think I've said it. When you get old. Oh shit." So she goes, well, you know, now that your dad's not here and I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to make it through the rest of my life. And, and if that offer is still there, I think I'm coming to San Diego in the next six months. I'm going to sell everything here and I'm going to live there. I was like, how did it go to moving out to saying we're going to live in a one bedroom house? Dude, Lucadia. Yeah. I called my son. I go, you ever see the TV show, the Waltons? He goes, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. I go, you'll know when you move back and yeah. everyone's saying goodnight and it takes 20 minutes it's for fucking- everyone to hit every room. Good night, John boy. I go, all of a sudden I'm never moving. This podcast is going to need a new fucking yeah. home soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm never leaving. Where the hell is your sister out of that whole thing? Dude, she called I called her. I go, you know mom plans on moving to uh, to California? And she goes, yeah, she told me that this morning. She goes, you want me to talk her out of it? And I go, no, don't talk her out of it. She wants to come. She wants to come to California. You come to California. My sister's like, you thought I was going to be the one that stayed with them all the way to the very end. I said, I kind of did. Uh, so that's it. So, uh, yeah, this house is going to be full for a while. Life yeah, you- is kind of crazy. Talk about curveballs. When's 2019 to get here? <laughs> Look, tell your sister to come out here. Your sister is the one that'll go to Tommy Burger with us. <laughs> your true. sister and Josh, 
They're the ones that'll go. It's God true. damn, you're going to be plum fucking loco in about four months. You know what's funny? I moved, I told you, I moved away when I was 15. I yeah. think my mom's trying to make up for all the years that she lost oh, that when, when I moved away. You can't say no. What are you going to do? You know, the problem is uh, <laughs> your biggest concern with your mother-in-law was that she would turn the stove yeah. on and burn the house Dude, down. That's I what think- I said to my wife. I said, the best thing about my mom being here is that at least if I, I don't have to worry about my mother-in-law burning the house down or, or she'd always light it, start the gas is what Jeff is saying. She'd always start yeah. the gas on the stove and walk away. Yeah. My mom won't do that. She doesn't have Alzheimer's, but holy shit. Yeah, you couldn't ever close your eyes. You couldn't fall, take a nap in the middle of the day because you're afraid you'd blow the house up. You better fucking clear that search history on your computer, kid. You better fucking clear that out in a hurry. You know what? You're, you're, Make sure that the only thing you're looking up is Bobby Vinton and shit like yeah. that. Here's, 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 here's Great this. ways to spoil your mother. That should be the only thing in your search. Not stepmom walked in. Here's the best. Here's the weirdo. Here's, here's the best thing. Now that my dad passed away, I'm like, I got to tell this story. All right. Okay. So my my dad would have his computer. You don't know shit about computers. You it's know. It's so great. I love yeah, this. You story. know this story. <laughs> so he, he'd have problems with his computers. All of a sudden, he gets viruses. So he has yeah. to call my brother-in-law to come over and help fix his computer. My brother-in-law was great. And <laughs> he'd clear it out. Wouldn't say a word. Phone my brother-in-law's like, Jesus Christ! I'm at your dad's house once a month. He goes, There's so much fucking porn on this goddamn thing. <laughs> he goes, He goes. Uh, it took me forever to clean his fucking computer. And he goes. Your dad would always blame the cats. <laughs> I go, really? The cats could type in milf porn with big yeah. tits? You know, with, with, with how? The cat doesn't read? The cat can't yeah. type. Every time you ever my see dad. see the cat's thumb? Yeah, you my can't dad. can't hit it. <laughs> my dad's Every time there. he types in P U S S Y, it comes out M U S S Y. He's like, I don't need to go to Mossy. Ah, backspace. <laughs> yeah, my dad blamed it porn on the cats. Oh, the fucking cats keep running across the keyboard spelling you out fuck- porn. Lou, I'd believe you, but the fucking cat's neutered, okay? <laughs> The cat's neutered. Not a goddamn feral cat, Lou. All right, for Christ's sake, look at him over there. He's not thinking about fucking yeah, anything. The cat's sitting there typing in shaved pussy. Another- and, and, and my dad's like, that's on me. It's the cat. Fucking A. Cat's like, I'll tell you what I'm fucking. I'm fucking sleeping. <laughs> that's it. And I'm going to fucking eat. And I'm going to fucking stink this place up. I can't fuck. I have no nuts. <laughs> Like, of all the things to blame, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, try harder. Like, like how about would, somebody broke into the house? How about Anything. you blame your mom? <laughs> oh, imagine. Um, that would be great. That's my goddamn wife. <laughs> oh, my God. What is she looking up? <laughs> I don't know what Ruth does when I'm not here. <laughs> Jesus. That happens to me all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, don't blame the cat. Blame your wife. That'd be great. Holy oh, shit. Always play with the cats. Holy but they'll act like everything was normal every time. All right, whatever, Lou. <laughs> I, uh, I saw the tweet today that said, and I don't even know who the guy was, but I saw about four people retweet it. And this guy said, I am terrified that Donald Trump is going to... Did you see this no, guy? No, I didn't see it. I'm terrified that Donald Trump is going to deep uh, deport... My mother-in-law, she works at 1234 <laughs> Wilshire Boulevard, drives a green Pontiac, her license plate number is. <laughs> that is That'll too be funny. You. That is too funny. I am so afraid that my mom's going to get deported. She's staying in East Lake. She's available five hours a day. Holy cow. 
Holy cow, the language is going to have to change on this show. Yeah, we're going to have to find a new home. My mom's one that taught me how to cuss. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. That's great. That that I would yeah. like to see yeah, the I dynamic. I'm never moving. You are never moving. never moving. You're never getting out of here. So Brian Curry might as well lose my number right now. Jesus. Yeah, I thought I was calling Brian for a place on the beach. It's funny, man, because my kids are on spring break. The last week of March and the first week of April. And so I'm taking, uh, leading into the live podcast, I'm taking Friday off from work, and then Friday and Saturday, uh, we're going to go out of town. We're just going to go somewhere and then come back Sunday, drop them off, be there in time, uh, be at Cali in time for the show. Goddamn, Dave. Like, I work at Carlsbad. So. We had thought about going to L.A., but you know L.A. as well as I do. I love it. But when I have two 10-year-olds, I don't want to be anywhere in Santa Monica yeah. at 10 o'clock at night. I don't want to be anywhere. I mean, Inglewood would be nice, but <laughs> but that's expensive. Get the Sam Cook suite down in South Central. So I said, you know, I'll just I'll find a place in Carlsbad. We love yeah. it. We'll go to the beach. We'll hang out, get breakfast yeah. burritos. Off we go. God damn, for, for two days at like any Motel 6 or any of those places. Now, these are all online, Trivago or Hotels.com. I swear, for like a Motel 6 where we're going to be just long enough to brush our teeth and crash out. It's like 225 bucks for two nights. I'm like, suck your own dick. <laughs> right? Motel 6, they don't even give you a, a breakfast in the morning. Now, do you think, and I don't know, you may not know the answer to this, am I better off just going over there, going over directly and saying, hey, I need a room for these two days? Because these hotels.com got to be getting some kind of money out of it, Yeah, of course they do. Man, I have no idea, man. I I have no idea how how that works. I would say the only time really I travel, my wife would kill me right now because she always brings this up. We haven't been on a vacation since 2008. We haven't gone anywhere. Wow. We've, the last time we were in on vacation 2000, was 2008, went to Cabo. And before okay. that was like 2004, went to Hawaii. But otherwise, I haven't been anywhere in 10 years outside of coaching baseball. But every summer, you know, I go to Phoenix and I, where it's 122 degrees. Shocker, so I get nice. a good rate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when, I, when I go to Phoenix, though, I do everything through a link through USA Baseball. So, like, oh, rooms okay. that are like $360 a night, yeah. I get for like $60 to $90 a night. Like, it's a great I'm a triple deal. AAA guy. I wonder if I can AAA, you. you will get a deal. All right, I'll we'll get a something deal. through yeah. AAA. You have no idea where you're going though, right now. You know, the one thing we talked about because it's kind of a guy weekend, and not making a big deal out of what I'm going through, but we did kind of pitch the idea of staying in Santee near Las Colinas. <laughs> yes, and just talking to the girls through the fence. Hey, what's up? I, I know people. Yeah. I know people that can get you out, but not going to happen for free. You know what they say. Gas, grass, or ass. No one rides for free. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah, best dad ever. My, <laughs> we had this guy who fixed cars in Lucadia, okay? Yeah. And you would go to this guy. And we were like 19. And, and he, he, you could just tell he hated us because... <laughs> This guy lived in Lucadia, but he absolutely belonged in like El Centro or Death Valley. And we would go in there, and the challenge was always to get him to open up 
the closet where the tools were in the garage. Because when he swung open that closet door, it was all bumper stickers on the inside of the door. And that was the one that made us laugh every time. Grass, gas, or ass, nobody rides for free. (laughs) Um, You know, free mustache rides. Just every inappropriate bumper sticker that some prisoner in Baker, California, made for two cigarettes. But when you're 19, I just would laugh all the time. And we have uh, a buddy of mine to this day. I wish we'd remembered. There are like 25 of them that we'd laugh at, but the one that still stands out, we're like, hey, just remember. Hey, you got a date? Yeah. Not me, but him. Just tell her, brother. Gas, gas, or ass. Nobody rides for free. I have a feeling you're going to be hearing that on a promo for 97.3 in the machine. Uh, Now that you said it out loud. Well, let me, I will say this about 97.3 The Machine, and this is not a joke or an exaggeration. I honestly forgot they were on the air. <laughs> I, I mean, they yeah. until um, Stevie Woods tweeted something out about it today. I, I would say this if I'm Dan Cilio. If I'm Dan Cilio and I am a talk show host and they are padding my show with, ACDC or Aerosmith as much as they did in the 15 minutes that I heard today, I would be concerned because I think it speaks volumes about, and they could tell you that's the format bullshit. What they're saying is you're that teenage kid that needs to put the sock in his boxer briefs. Yeah. You need to pad it because you're not good enough to do it by yourself. You're not good enough to cover the hour by yourself. Yeah. We need to try to buffer you with the sock. And the sock in this case is Aerosmith or ACDC or Guns N' Roses. And if you're a talk show host worth a shit and he can sit there and talk whatever he wants, yeah. he knows we're right. I guarantee if he was that good in Tampa, I don't know, he might have been. Uh, I guarantee at 1090, they didn't fucking shut his show down for 10 minutes to play Aerosmith. I think I would look around and go, fuck, man. What are they yeah, telling me? Exactly. That's a good point. I mean, what are they saying to you? If you can't sit there and cover it and we need to bring in a record, that's not a good sign. I mean, you've listened to – everybody has listened to Stern Forever talk about how the format is and what it used to be. You can't tell me going back 40 years is the way to go. It doesn't work that way. What what show are you tuning into? Are you tuning in for the music? Are you tuning in for the jokes? Are you tuning in for the host? But I will also th- say this. It doesn't make any sense. It's like flipping the station. Yeah, I, I mean, but – I think Padre fans need to calm the fuck down, okay? Calm the fuck down and remember who the fuck you are, okay? All of you this weekend that I saw going crazy on Twitter and saying, well, I will never listen to the Padre games on 97.3 because what did Cilio do to you? What has Cilio done that, I mean, we look at and go, he's just bad. He's just a bad host. But he hasn't done anything, Dave, offensive, he, he hasn't done anything People near. say they're boycotting the Padres because of having Cilio on there? Do yes. They, really? Yeah. <laughs> do they boycott the, boycott the Padres play at 10 play? Yeah. The Padres made it clear that Cilio has nothing to do with the team. Who gives a shit if he did? I, I, who gives a shit? Everybody calm the fuck down. Okay? What are people so mad at? I have no idea. I was talking to a buddy of mine inside the yeah, building today. It's not today. Harvey Weinstein. He didn't do shit. He didn't do anything to you. He's on from 10 to 2. If you if you listen to his show and you like him, you get a kick out of him. Or, or if you don't, no big deal. 
But but the idea that you're and, and I don't work there, don't listen to anything. But there's a buddy of mine who's there and he and I were dying. He goes, I we don't get why Padre fans yeah. are taking this hiring so personally. What what did Dan do to did he do something to Austin Hedges? Did he do something to Ron Fowler? I, I I've never heard yeah, anything of that. By. Never it, heard that's interesting. But it's like Calm down. Yeah. Okay. And here's the other thing. And this is really, really going to hurt you. But hurt let me, me? Not you. <laughs> it's going to hurt the feelings of all of you that okay. think you're making a big impact. Unless you are in possession of what they call a personal people meter, which is how radio ratings are determined. Unless you have one in your possession, it doesn't fucking matter if you listen or not. You can stand on the corner and tell everybody you're not listening. Nobody cares. Yeah, It's the people that have that person. Now, if you have one, and I don't know how Arbitron works, if you're allowed to promote the fact you do or you're not, and you email them and you go, hey, guess what? I have a PPM. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not going to listen at all because it's still, okay, they pay attention to that. Yeah, they definitely would. But if you don't have one, yeah. You're spitting in the wind. Nobody cares. The advertisers don't care. Um, Cilio doesn't. Dan doesn't yep. care. Management doesn't care. And and probably the pods don't care yeah. because nobody knows you're there. You're the tree that fell in the forest. So calm down. Calm down. Don't listen between 10 and 2. Do yourself yeah. a favor and don't listen to that afternoon show where the guy with the fake voice loves his fake voice. Avoid that show. But why you put, why, what's your issue with, with Leitner or Jesse Agler yeah. or Tony Gwynn Jr. or Bob Scanlon? This guy didn't do anything. No, if it's your team, you're going to find a way to listen. You can tell your friends whatever you want. You know and, you're going to want to pay attention to what's going on. And you're the ones who are going to miss out on Rich Herrera. <laughs> I thought Rich is off there. Is Rich off there? Oh, I don't know. Okay. But yeah. Because oh, Chris Ello is Oh, guy. yeah. Ello yeah. is over there. So Fuck, Rich you're going to miss a terrorist threat. So, <laughs> someone asked me this weekend about Rich Herrera. I go, he's not on anymore. What are you talking about? He's not on. He moved all the way here to be the voice of the Padres, pre and post game. I go, yeah, it didn't work out. He's 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 not on air anymore. It's all uh, it's all he's, Chris. Uh, he got a job working as the Auburn mascot. <laughs> and that gotta, didn't work uh, out either. My favorite silly thing. I, and again, I, I suck at Twitter. Okay, I'm, I'm not good at it. I always misspell shit because I can't see and refuse to wear glasses. But. Here, here's here's the funniest thing for me, and I hope Cilio never blocks me because I, I, I get a kick out of it because you pointed it out. Yeah, I constantly, at least once a day, will go we'll on look at how little impact is zero. Make. It'll be zero. It will be either nothing. Yeah, it will be one Leisha favorite. Fryer kills him. It is it, it is amazing to follow. And I, again, I don't want to be blocked just because I want to see what the fuck's going on. But I'm like, why don't you stop? You know what I mean? It's like you get zero response. I mean, nothing. And you're gonna tell me how great your show is, but nobody favorites jack shit. At least tell your wife favorite. Somebody favorite something. Somebody jump in yeah, here. Somebody look like I'm not just. Is this thing working? It's so crazy. And then a guy told me uh, at at the basketball tournament, um, he's with Fox Sports. He goes, if you ever look at Skip Bayless, who's a Fox guy, mm-hmm. look at how many people Skip follows. The number zero. He goes, Skip will just sit there and write shit, and he only retweets stuff that's in favor of him. If somebody compliments him, he'll retweet it. But if it's oh, someone funny. rips the fuck out of him, he'll ignore it. And so it always looks like he has it going on. But he yeah. doesn't have it going on. Nine out of ten tweets to him are, you fucking idiot. You're stupid. You got it wrong again. He ignores everything. 
But he uses always uses Twitter to his benefit where it's only a positive. See, I told you I was a genius. Skip, you are a genius. Retweets it, you know? Yeah. All right. Here's one other thing on Twitter. I, I don't have time for fucking riddles. Now, Rob Conley is one of a, a really good guy, supporter. But he sends his screenshot today and he goes, hey, hey, what's wrong with this picture? I, I don't know. And don't, hey, don't give me a hard time because I'm Notre Dame fan. I, I looked at for 15 seconds. Yeah. I go, I have no fucking idea. I don't know either. Back. Right? I, I don't know either. I don't have time for riddles. Yeah. Just tell me what's fucking wrong. I, there was no bigger waste of time in, uh, my ex-wife used to get, she, I'm not even divorced, but I just like calling her that. You did Feels it today. Good. You started the show with my ex-wife. That's good. <laughs> Give me, get out of here. Keep walking. Um, she got People Magazine, and there was no bigger waste of space in People Magazine than when they showed the two pictures, and they're like, hey, what's different in picture B? Yeah. Oh, shit. The <laughs> nun is wearing a Ron Jeremy t-shirt in this one, and she's not in that one. I don't have time for silly riddles, okay? I got a life to live. Fuck you. Driving to Lakeside, trying to get a watch that'll yeah. never show up. No shit. Just tell me what's wrong with the picture, okay? And then I'll, if I'm bothered enough, I'll try to resolve it, or I'll just move on. <laughs> now, that, that's a guy who's family, so it's uh, yeah. Rob's great. His old man's great. But, yeah, don't send me fucking riddles, especially when I'm in the current frame of mind that I'm in. <laughs> not, not today. Not today. And then here's the other thing. Yeah. This guy, I was going to light up, and, uh, and I just, I don't know why I forgot to do it. But the other day, what did you write? You wrote something that was in regards to, pol- like you retweeted something or there was something politics. What was it? I have no idea which one it was. It was probably it was probably a Trump thing. I don't know. I try and stay away from it. But if it's something that that I think people can look at from both sides, then I'll, I'll retweet it. You okay. know what I mean? I try not to look like, hey, I'm ripping the fuck out of this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not Stevie Woods or Bernie Wilson, you know, but I, but I will try. And if, if something makes you think for a second, hey, I didn't think of it that way, then I'll retweet it out. Did you see the guy who responded to your tweet and he was like, I, here's a typical sports guy that doesn't know anything. And this guy looked like he weighed 130 pounds. His name was Sam. Okay. Sam. And his Twitter handle was Thug Life 4.0. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to fucking bury this guy. I'm just going to bury him right now. And then I was like, he's such a little fucking piece of shit. I'm not even going to bother. But I was just wondering if you saw yeah, that no, guy. No, I didn't catch him. You, you look at this guy. Yeah. You go, this guy looks like the fucking guy who's in charge of picking up clothes <laughs> off the floor at Ross and trying to put him back on the hanger. And I'd like to know what exactly he's done in his little yeah. protected life going to La Jolla Country Day that makes him such a thug life. <laughs> Should have changed his name to fucking Twerp Life. Twerp Life 4.0. Twerp Life 4.0. Yeah. He looks like just a little jerk. Probably works at Tutti Fruity. Hey, we've got new flavors in today. Fuck you, Twerp Life. All right, look, Major League Baseball, I want to touch on this real quick because last time I brought up, I think about the Padres, I think it was during football season. Because I No, no, know what it was? This is where people lost their shit, is when I said the people in the press box at the Charger game, most of them didn't know who Rashad Penny was of the, of the Aztecs. Oh, yeah. And people got really upset. And so 
I, I was asking just, just people, national media guys, hey, what do you think of the Hosmer signing? Mm. You know, just saying, you know, people in San Diego are excited about the Padres. It's really all we have. Even Bob Huggins fucked it up. He thought the Charters were still in San Diego. And then goes, <laughs> well, it was in West Virginia. Yeah, he goes, just scratch that. Padres, he says. You know, he tried to change it in his press conference. So I asked people, I go, well, what do you guys think of the Hosmer signing? Everybody said it was the biggest joke of, of the winner. Who cares? And sa- saying it made zero sense. It won't equal wins for three years. Why would you go ahead and sign a guy like that when you could have gone after a guy like Logan Morrison? And you know what? Every single guy said the same thing. No, first of all, no one agreed on the Hosmer signing. But every every guy I talked to followed up with, if you look at the Minnesota Twins, they're doing things the way the Padres should have done it. They loved what the Twins are doing, Don't didn't like what Hosmer's doing. And they loved the Padres minor league. These are baseball writers who said they think what the Padres are doing, bringing guys up, makes sense. The Hosmer thing didn't make sense for the timeline, but they go, the organization to watch is the Minnesota Twins. Uh, twins will be all right. I'd like them to get a little more pitching. Maybe Alex Cobb would help out. But um, Twins are different, though. Twins were a playoff team a year ago. I like the Hosmer move. I like where this team is. I think it's fun watching what's going on. Um I I will tell you this, Dave. This is what the Padres this year have actually done for me. They have made reading the UT fun again. And I give credit to AC, and I give credit to Jeff Sanders on that. Um, it's It's been fun. Reading today, um, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I said Tyson Ross was going to be in this rotation. Yep. And I said, oh, so I thought Chris Young may have a chance of being in this rotation. Although I said, come May 1st, I'm not sure that Chris Young will be in that rotation. And I said Tyson Ross was a question mark. Um, I stand by that. Uh, Young may not make it, but he'll probably be in the bullpen. But I think by May 1st, uh, Lauer and, and Lucchese will probably be, they could be up. And ready to go by May 1st. But but reading today about Tyson Ross. Yeah. Reading yesterday about, or within a couple of days, of Clayton Richard and talking about what it meant to him on a personal standpoint to get the opening day start, I thought was cool. Um, I also think because we are now close enough on guys like Urias and Tatis, um, that you get excited and Lauer and and the rest of these guys. I think it's fun. I love today the Dennis Lynn, where people now are emailing Dennis Lynn and asking the question of the top 10 prospects in this farm system, who would be the one guy that could possibly be traded? I love that question. I really do. I'm shocked that you and I haven't talked about that. I'm shocked that Darren hasn't talked about it. Who did he pick? I'll tell you who he picked. He picked Cal Quantrill. The guy that I said I didn't like. Yeah, he picked Cal Quantrill. He said that Urias and Tatis are as close to probably untouchable as you can get. Yeah. And he said Lucchese and Lauer um, have opened a lot of eyes. And he said if I had to pick one guy out of the ten – that could probably be available. It would probably be, he may have said Logan Allen, the other yeah. guy who came over in the Kimbrel trade, which is pretty wild now, right? Fuck you, Buster Olney. <laughs> when you look at Margot and Aswahe and Logan Allen, all of a sudden three guys that you got that could be impact guys. But he said Cal Quantrill. And, and you haven't had, 
in my entire time as a fan and covering this team, you have never had a farm system where a debate could be had, where a fun debate about legit, you know, I would I would say blue chip if they were college football guys. I think it's fair to say some of these guys are four-star guys. I think Urias is considered a five-star. I would Tatis, say Tatis yes. is a five-star recruit. But I think you have a lot of three-and-a-half and fours right there, yeah. which is fine. You've never had a farm system that deep where a question like that comes up and it's not laughed off the page. If it was 19, let's say, 87, 88, and you have the way of getting information today, mm-hmm. back then as you do today, You'd probably say the same thing about well, that Well, it was loaded yeah, that's because what I'm of Bayerga and the Alamars. Now, again, I didn't live here at the time, but did you know Ozzie how loaded Ginn. it was as a Padre fan back then? We knew, but they didn't They didn't cover it. But you knew because they were playing in Vegas. Yeah. They they would play in Vegas for the Vegas Stars. But you knew, you knew Benito was going to be special, right? And Terry Kennedy was great. But Terry Kennedy kind of reminded you of that old school yeah. Jim Sundberg, yeah, Bob Boone. Yeah. Right, Glenn Borgman, yeah. Butch Weiniger. I mean, guys that, and and I'm not diminishing what yeah. Terry meant to this. He was team. the veteran catcher in Major League, a veteran yeah. guy. Yeah, but could hit the ball out, called a good game, durable, was there, likable. But you knew when you started hearing rumors about Benito throwing guys out from his knees, Terry did not have that skill set. Yeah. And then you started hearing about Robbie Alomar, and then you knew that Sandy Alomar was coming up behind. Benito. Yeah. And then you were hearing about... Carlos Berga. And Ozzie Guillen. Yeah. And, and those well, Ozzie guys. Guillen was traded in uh, 85 for Lamar Hoyt. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. as you go back and you look at the different guys that were coming up through that farm system throughout the years, yeah, it was probably around 85 when you started hearing yeah. about Benito and, and the Alomars. I mean, so they knew a little yeah. bit that there was a special group. And then typical of the Padres, they fired the scout who signed all these guys. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's insane. You know, it's... It's funny, the access we have to our favorite teams, our favorite players, the guys we want to get to know is better than ever, and it's only mm-hmm. going to continue to get better. It's really pretty amazing. One of the things that I noticed this weekend, because the people that were around me, none of them were from San Diego. I'm not saying San Diego's slow, but I had a bunch of young guys. When I mean young guys, I mean guys who are about 25 years old that just graduated college a few years ago that started their own blog. All of a sudden, they're getting hired by um, – Fox Sports One, or doing mm-hmm. uh, filling radio shows on uh, on Fox Sports Radio Network, or um, working for who's, what's the paid site uh, now? The, oh, the Athletic. The working for the Athletic as a writer, and all of a sudden, I'm looking at these guys, and they have their thirty thousand followers, and they're mm-hmm. verified, and they created their own brand. And these yeah. guys were so fast and so smart. Yeah. And I lo- just looking up and down the table, going, "Man, th- these young kids, man, are in competition with each other." And it kind of reminds you of you know Silicon Valley going. Those yeah. guys are just really smart. These young guys coming up that will give you access to your favorite teams in the future. You're going to love it. As a sports fan, it's only going to get better. Well, that's what we have too in Mad Friars. See John Conniff and Kevin Charity and those guys, and kudos to those guys. And by the way, I'll take full credit for it because I went. To, well, here's why. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. I went to subscribe to the site, and yeah. their old hosting network was charging like. $29 a month. It was some obnoxious number. Remember that? Yep. And I said on this podcast, I go, fuck, man, I, I would be interested. I'm not paying, and I may have the number wrong, but it was at least 20 a month. And John and Kevin and uh, and the other guys over there uh, caught it 
immediately. And, and I appreciate the support that they have given this podcast. And they said, they're done. Yeah. And they bailed from there, and they have relaunched the site, and now it's like five bucks a month. Perfect. And I have not, as we get closer to the season, I will sign up because I want to see and track everybody. Yeah. I think it's fun. I want to see who's at Elsinore. If I take my sons up there, who can I see? Can I figure out what the rotation is? I think what, what those guys do, Dave, is really, I, I do, I, for me. What what I've seen, I, I think they do a job that that Dennis Lynn does for the athletic yeah. that that Kevin and Jeff do for for the major league team. I think they give you really good insight. But I also get a kick out of um, I I don't know what happened to Padres Jagoff. We got to figure out what happened on that story because they took Jagoff off of Twitter completely. And I now I don't know if if he's listening. Tell me who you are now or where you went to. I don't I don't know what happened there if that was a Twitter thing or something else but um kept faith and even uh Johnny Gennaro and um you know all those guys yeah. man I just I just love that it's it's fun talk it's fun debate I love when they're like it's not Urius it's Urius yeah. I love all that <laughs> shit it never mattered before um and now you like and when John Conniff's like, dude, you want to get it right? This kid's a stud. I love what you're doing. I go, you know. Yeah. We've never had guys like that. So I, I just think that's why anybody who tells me they don't like Hosmer, fucking tell me where you've lived for the last 10 years. You haven't been here. You haven't watched this team. You weren't here during the Jeff Morad time. You weren't here during any of that. You don't know what a signing like that means to this franchise. So so nobody asked your opinion. Okay, it's funny you say that. What this what this signing means to this franchise is someone said to me a couple days ago, what the Padre owners don't understand now and what the owner before that didn't understand, the owner before that didn't understand, these Padre fans have been through through all the owners. The Padre organization didn't start the day you bought the team. Yeah. And you don't understand the pain and the suffering that's gone on for 50 years if you've been a lifelong Padre fan. What you need to understand is – it didn't start day one when you walked in the door. You need to fix it for all of us. You need to make it better for all of us instead of saying, hey, we have plenty of time. This plenty of time thing has been going on way too long, and we've been suffering for, for years and years and years. Don't act like this is an expansion franchise and you're the first owner. No, but I think I think Ron and Peter, I think they are the guys where uh, the hourglass tipped over again. Yeah. I, I think what they have done – for this franchise, and I, I, I will say this again. I, I think all of you that are on your high horse about Cilio being on the machine, I, I think the other thing that we <laughs> probably have to do, and look, I've been guilty of it too. I'm, I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks. Um, nobody gives a shit about the uniforms right now. Okay, at I'm some, with you on that. At it's some a waste point, of time. Let, let's, let's get our priorities straight as a fan base. Let's, let's look at. Where Petco Park is as an experience, um, I tweeted out yesterday, and especially considering what we've been through in this community, uh, the picture that Petco Park put up of the new right field video board, um, it looked cool. Yeah. Is it as big as the one in left field? No, but it's a hell of a lot better than it's been for the last 12 years. It feels like it was the only thing that was missing. Am I right? As far as when you went into Petco. I think it's great. It was the one thing as a fan that you say is missing. If I have my certain seats, I can't see the video board. And now you can. Yeah. And when you when when you walk to concourse and the Padres Hall of Fame is cool. 
the Padres Hall of Fame is cool. And um, I just think these guys, I'm not sure uh, that we give these guys enough credit as an ownership group because we've been so used to getting fucked over by the Morads of the world, by the Spanos family of the world, um, that we don't look at these guys and go, you know, these guys are pretty fucking good. Yeah. Guys are pretty fucking good for this market to get this deal done. They they got the deal done with Fox Sports San Diego. Um, the the money committed to the international signings, um, the hiring of Preller. I mean, Preller's the guy that that traded for Tatis and scouted all these guys and and got them in here. I mean that that was their guy or Mike D's guy, whatever. They they signed off on it. They signed off on the money for Myers. We'll see if that was smart money. They signed off on the money for Hosmer. We'll find out if that was smart money. But um, they they have done it so much different than Morad did it. I think they deserve a lot more credit as an ownership group that sure feels like they're committed to this community than maybe we've given them. I know, I know we as a show have probably not given them their due justice. But I was thinking about it when that picture went out yesterday. I go, fuck, man, we're pretty lucky. Pete Seidler and Ron Fowler have not embarrassed this fan base. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, I'll give credit when it when it officially comes together. Again, Andy Green's now going into, what, his third season as Padre manager? That right. He's never been 500. Yeah. You know, I mean, never. And so when they get over 500 and they start playing closer to 81 and 81, then I'll sit there and say, you know what, it, it is working. But until I see that... I kind of say, you know what, I'm not going to – I'm a hold back. I've been fooled too many times. Well, I, I don't blame Pete and Ron for that, though. I, well, I, I don't. I, but what I'm saying is you got to show me to be in the win column more than the loss column before I'm saying, but okay, I'm sold that this is actually working. I would put that more on Andy Green and AJ. Would he really? I, I'd put Absolutely. it on an AJ. That, for Andy Green, I'm like, I don't care who you are. It could be Joe Torre. He's not winning with what he had. Um, but I think we will – I think – the more we go along and the brighter the light comes on this team, the tighter the noose becomes around Andy's neck. Oh, I agree. I mean, look how many teams that were in the playoffs a year ago. Well, I look at Bud Black. We're, we're, what happened to Bud Black when they when they signed the money for all those players yeah. because Bud had always and, – and you and I are, are fans of Bud, but Bud had always kind of skated along on the idea that he didn't have a championship-quality team – and then they went out and got Shields and Kimbrell and, you know, the, the Uptons yeah. and everything else, and Bud was fucking out the door. Well, look, there were three playoff teams last year whose managers got fired. Yeah. The Red Sox, the Yankees, the Nationals. True. Their managers got fired True. because the expectations were there. Yeah. A guy like Andy Green, safe as can be, because no, nothing was expected from him. And you're right, and that's what it should be. I mean, if you're going to sit there and be picked to go to the World Series or win the World Series and you fall short, you, you lose your job. I mean, Don Mattingly got fired by the Dodgers after winning three straight division titles or whatever it was. Yeah, they they said today in the paper, uh, or maybe it was Dennis Lynn in the mailbag, that they could maybe be, if some things fall right, they could maybe be a 500 team. That'd be great. That'd depending be a huge on step. pitching. That'd be a huge step. Ten-game turnaround. Yeah, what they win last year, seventy one. I would say if I'm if I could get in the mind of Ron Fowler and Pete Seidler, I would say the number they're looking at is 
This better be a 76 win team. Well, it's funny. I was thinking 77 in my head. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. Same thing. We better be at 77. Let's increase at least, at least a week's worth of baseball. Yeah. Now, assuming that we avoid a major injury to one of our... Big bats. Big bats. Yep. You better be a 77-win team. Because if we've committed the money that we did and... The young pitching starts coming up and a few things like that, and we're flat. We're gonna start looking around. Yeah, we're gonna start looking around. We're not. We're not gonna worry about Matt Stairs. I mean, we we can change out the hitting coach again, <laughs> but but I, Dave, that's why I think. Um, I I judge him this way. I think Pete and Ron have put the money out and deserve the credit for the look of the ballpark, for the commitment to the minor leagues for the commitment to the product currently on the field, to go out and do that. It, it would have been very easy to say, um, we're going to go with Perella in left, we're going to go with Will Myers at first, and uh, and we're going to stay the course, and good luck to, to Eric Cosmer. But they did. They committed that money. Um, and then I, I think we'll see with Preller. Hey, man, these guys are these guys are good. But but are they legit major league players? Well, they seem to be on the right track. We're all excited, and then we'll find out with Andy Green if you are given a mix of players that can perform, can you get the most out of them, or are you uh, Larry Boa? Yeah, Larry Boa. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, different I, yeah, different personality. Yeah. Are you are you? Uh, I mean, fill in the blank. Just yeah. a just an average manager. Are, are you a guy that can actually? get the most out of this team or because in this town, I think you're always going to be compared to Boach. Uh, absolutely. Well, there's you go again. There's the hall of fame manager that yeah. you let you walk away, became a hall of famer. Once he left here, winning three world series in your own division and had one here. Yes. And one here. People loved him. Yeah. Had won divisions and took him to the world series. One of only two guys to take him to the world series. So no, I, I, I'm happy. Look, that the current uniforms stink. They're a joke. But, but let's. I think if we look at really the biggest fish in the in the pond, they've done a pretty nice job. They've done a pretty nice job of getting this thing squared away. Moving in the right direction. As a baseball fan, one hundred percent, they are moving in the right direction. You know, what else could he ask for? You have the best minor league system in, in the Phil's country got right the now. The Tigers on the move. Phil has the Tigers on the move. Hey, if you look right now, uh, the weather—it's not raining for a while. But if you notice after the rain, all of a sudden you look at your front lawn and you go, "Wait a second, there are a lot of weeds coming up." Yep. That grass isn't just grass. All of a sudden, my lawn's not going to look as nice as I hoped it would. This is what you have to do. You have to call Ryan over at Barkley Landscape. Barkley Landscape has done a fantastic job for 35 years. Ryan and his dad, Scott, they are the ones to get your lawn looking fantastic. Also, they have a March special right now, 20% off of weed cleanup, including spray. Don't forget, Ryan and Scott doing a great job. Here's Ryan's number, 619-669-8000. Yeah, right now is the time. Boy, you're noticing it, aren't you? When you drive around, you look, and all of a sudden, after the rain we got over the weekend, everything looks nice and green. We're supposed to get a little bit more rain during the course of the week, and then guess what? It's going to dry out. Yep. And we're in March, and before you know it, March is going to turn into April, and then we're into spring. Man, walking around Carlsbad today, it felt like it was a summer day in Carlsbad. It felt like it was about 80, and what I mean by that is as quickly as things turn green, they can turn brown Yep. because the nice, cool air, marine layer that keeps everything moist, 
all of a sudden Santa Ana's show up and, and you're like, holy cow, how'd my yard turn brown? But I'm always concerned about what you have in the surrounding as far as the the back area, the perimeter. That's why I'm such a big believer in what, in what Barkley Landscape does because they're going to come in. Not only is the place going to look great, but you're going to feel safe every day, especially when the dry weather comes back. Some of the great things they offer, of course, yard demolition, power washing, tree trimming, drought tolerant, dry scapes, and, of course, fencing, wood, vinyl, you name it. The guys over at Barkley Landscape, they're the guys to talk to this spring. Call them soon as they're setting up appointments, getting ready for the summer. Ryan's number again, 619-669-8000. Also, the guys over at Happy Plumbing, don't forget about they have a special deal going on now. Any drain, $99. Drain cleaning, any drain, $99. Happy Plumbing, 619-433-4943. Remember, upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals, and they're licensed and insured. I said today they should change their name to Happy Ending Plumbing. I like it. We won't jerk you around. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Isn't that good? Yeah. Blake should have called you before he got his business license. God dang it. That's how you do it. But (laughs) until he changes it to Happy Ending Plumbing, we won't jerk you around is our motto. Fuck the white glove guys. Right? We put those two dorks right out of business. (laughs) Even though they don't even do plumbing. Uh, My man Sean Walchev called me today. Called me and said, hey. I got a condo project, and I need uh, Blake's number. I said, right here, I'll hook you up. We, we sent him up, called Blake today. Blake's on his way over. It's our friends looking out for our friends. Yep. But I, you know who I ran into the other day? I who? ran into our old friend Bubba. Okay. And I was talking to Bubba, and we were talking about happy plumbing. And I was saying to him how I tell everybody, you know, who lived there before you? What if a big old Sasquatch <laughs> lived there and clogged up that drain? And I said to him, I go, Bub does plumbing. He yeah. does commercial plumbing. And I go, you seen some bad stuff in drains? He goes, dude, there's so many bad things in every drain. <laughs> yeah. Every drain. He goes, right now. He goes, you let Blake come out and clean it? In a month, you should have him come out and do it again. Just for what you're putting down the drain. <laughs> $99, it's great. But like I said, getting ready to move into a new place. Can't wait to have those guys come out. Just have them go through the house. Yes. Buff everything out. Make sure the disposal's going to work. The water pressure, the shower's not scalding no hot. Kidding. Yeah, easy phone call to make. Uh, again, happyplumbing.com is the easiest way to reach them. But again, the direct number is 619-433-4943. Brian Curry. I was looking oh. forward to calling Brian Curry. Thought I was moving, but one yeah. day my day will come. When I, I call Brian Curry and I'm finally going to move into the beach house, 619-251-1588. That's his number. He's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. He is the guy. He's the guy that Jeff and I talk about all the time. Is Jeff is closing the market quickly on San Diego County, telling yeah. me you can't go to IB and you can't go to Lakeside. Fuck Lakeside. He will help you every which I'm in Lakeside like almost every day. That's Lakeside, so actually. Downtown, that little main street yeah. of Lakeside. I'm joking around. That little Main Street yeah. of Lakeside is pretty fun. I had a business in Lakeside off of Riverford Road. I had a baseball card shop a long time Where? ago. Like by, uh, by, by the, the 7-Eleven. Off of Riverford Road. Yeah. You go all the way down, and there's the Lakeside baseball fields now to the left. But at the time, the warehouse, and there's a 7-Eleven and everything. But way back in like 1992, Dude, I, had a, I had a baseball card store. I, I am not joking about IB. IB sucks. <laughs> but... Um, and wherever the hell we were talking about, City Heights is a fucking joke too. But Lakeside is cool. I'm pissed at one <laughs> of the taxpaying citizens of Lakeside. But that whole little main street, yeah. the whole now I don't it's know. Old school. 
It's old school, right? They probably sell a shitload of black tar heroin there at 1030 at night. Probably get my car stolen. But um, but I like it. But you know where I, Dave, I'm yeah. telling you, when I when I when my kids are your age, yeah. or your kids' age, and they move out, Curry, this is where we're going. I see it every night. Every night now. I drive the five to go home. It's right at B Street, okay? And yeah. it, you really have to see it at night. But if you're going the five north at B Street at Pershing, and you look right to your left, it is the tallest condo building downtown it feels yeah. like i mean the one that you can see from the freeway maybe by the water there's taller and there are like two or three units i swear to god from here they look like they're on the 80th floor it's probably the 18th floor i can't do math for the shit <laughs> and they're always lit up and i'm like god damn it god damn that's gotta be great right me and yeah. dagmar up there yeah just you and george out. jefferson yeah. i live with fucking sherman hemsley <laughs> Dagmar. It's going to be me, Dagmar. Who else is living up there? I don't care. Jeannie Pepper. He's so great. Dagmar's out. Jeannie Pepper's in. Every time I drive. And if you live in that yeah. unit, goddamn you, some bitch, that is a good looking building. But I'll be shuffling back out yeah. to La Mesa because there's two fucking dork kids of mine. Talk me into it. Out there, great. We'll add 90 minutes to my commute every yeah. fucking day. <laughs> but I'll do it. My man Brian Curry will help me out. Brian Curry will help you out with a smile. Fuck. You might not have a smile, but he will have a smile. He'll help every you out. Every day I'm stuck on that shithole eight by every college. Every fucking day. Every goddamn my commute. I swear to God, the commute's been cut down by an hour. I went home and crashed for 20 minutes today. <laughs> God, back to La Mesa. Oh, my gosh. Brian, again, he's familiar with property all over San Diego County. Here's Brian's number, 619-251-1588. I'm going to check IDs at Susie Wong's. I could just walk to work. <laughs> there you go. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll go back to renting videos at the Hustler Club down there. <laughs> All right. So uh, tomorrow, we, we missed the podcast yesterday, doing yep. one today. We're going to come back on Thursday and do our mm -hmm. second one of the week. So we're we'll give you a couple days in between. Yeah, we'll do that. That's where that old goat leisure fryer can calm his flat ass down. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing I saw over the weekend on Twitter came from our friend Mike Costa. Okay. I saw Mike yesterday. Lucky you. <laughs> Mike wrote something about how he loves the fact that he's not Irish. And he ripped everybody that's Irish on St. Patrick's His wife State. is Irish. I know. That's where he writes it every time. And our guy Pete Point Loma said the funny... <laughs> I don't know why this struck me so funny. And I was the only guy. Yeah. There's always this inside shit that goes on between people in this circle. And it strikes me funny every time. Pete and Point Loma, who's Irish, wrote... Back to Costa, I have a standing offer. For anybody that will slash a tire on any Costa vehicle, I will donate $1,000 to this top Irish church. <laughs> and he said, if you take the wheel off the car, I'll increase it to 5000 <laughs> I just thought that was great. I was like, yeah. I don't know why. I just like shit like that. Oh, that's so funny. The idea that you can make four grand. <laughs> uh, well, you wouldn't make it, but that Pete would donate it <laughs> to a very nice Irish church. And if you go ahead and took the, took the wheels right off, that number is going up. You could have made 20 grand for the church <laughs> if you would have left Costa's car on blocks over the weekend. Um, 
I, I didn't even ask. I had thought about going out there, and there's part of my kids are only ten. I don't know. We went to Wild Wings and just yeah. had a great time. They love that place, just so all the TVs and hang out and bullshit. But we have had an all star. Let's all star games different. You and I were at the Home Run Derby. Yeah. But, but Dave, how did San Diego do? For March Madness. Let me tell you. On TV, it looked good. Much better than I thought. I didn't expect it to be as full as it was. Tickets were expensive. Remember I said you get get them for nothing? Yeah, like 60 a ticket. 60 to $75. I mean, it was pretty expensive. It was pretty full. And the the fan bases were interesting, especially a lot of hatred with West Virginia and Marshall. Oh, yeah. You can understand that. West Virginia took Marshall off their schedule. And Marshall's coach says. Andy uh, and Tony? Yeah. Says basically he's a puss, you know, basically saying that uh, Bob Huggins is a puss and he's afraid to face us. And Huggins comes back. I've coached for, you know, <laughs> 2,000 games. I coached against North Carolina and beat him. I don't think I'm afraid of Marshall. I mean, it was, it was pretty It was pretty great. Was Bob Huggins great? Bob Huggins. I tell you, I'm a Bob Huggins fan. After watching yeah, him, he on. was the kind of guy that intimidated me, got a little scary. Huge guy. Yeah. I mean, huge. He's about 6'8", probably about 450 pounds. In the windbreaker? Yeah. Windbreaker. Looks like he's coaching third base, you know. he's With the stool? Why but, does he need the stool? Is that for health reasons? I think he's just too big of a guy. Probably. Okay. It's just easier to get up and down, you know. Remember yeah. Phil Jackson at the big leather chair yeah. when he was coaching? but. He's such a big guy, and I didn't see him freak out on any players of his own. Like you was here, that he's crazy temper. But I was I was a fan of almost every coach, and, and I've been in these before where I've seen Gary Williams when he's at Maryland. Oh God, yeah, who was brutal, man. Talking about guys' mothers on his own team. You know, I'm a, yeah. after this game's over, I'm gonna go down and fuck your mother if you play defense like that. And just Jesus. he was so over the top. Like, come on, man, these kids yeah. aren't making any money, and they're playing for you. But but I was a fan of almost every coach there. The fan bases were great. I'd say it was a good ninety five to one hundred percent full the entire time. It, w- it was a lot of fun. San Diego did a great job, and and I thought the people that came to San Diego were great. It was funny how many people I heard say it's so cold, like they expected to come to San Diego, expected yeah. to be warm, but it was a cold few days. But um, overall, it was a fantastic experience. Uh, I want to mention this. I hadn't thought about it until you just said it. On Saturday, my sons played for the first time in hockey or in baseball, they played in a championship game. And it took place Saturday at the Crocs Center. Yeah. I will tell you, that was so much fun. Just nine nine and 10-year-olds. The energy in the Crocs Center was unbelievable. Cool. But I had not met this gentleman until um, Saturday. And the guy who coached was a guy named Coach T. Okay, first off, I've watched him, but I yeah. haven't. I just stay out of the way. Shit, I, my kids ask me basketball shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> but I got the biggest kick out of him all season. He he's a sweater. Yeah. So he's white and he's bald. Yeah. Big black guy, buffed out. He's sweating. He knows all the refs because they all work at the Croc Center, and he's ragging the shit out of the refs, which is great because it'd be like yeah. me ragging you yeah. or ragging any of our buddies. But on Saturday, I sat right behind the bench, and I I was just watching. And Dave, I I tell you, you understand this as a guy who has coached kids. There is a way that you can talk to kids, and there is a way you don't talk to kids. This guy was so great. He was so great talking to kids. The other team came out, and they were just throwing the ball up, and the ball was going in. And all of a sudden, uh, my son's team was down like 10 to 4. And Coach T calls a timeout. And he's got his stool there. And he says, hey, look, our energy is great. 
He goes, do you feel like our defense is very good? And the, all these 10 year olds, yeah. they're all looking around. No. He's like, no. But he goes, they are making every crazy shot they're taking. And he said, we're only down by six. Yeah. He goes, our shots are going to come. We're doing great. And uh, there was a point in the game where my son, Jack, was like lined up from like 300 yards out. <laughs> I love it. Then he just fires his shots up. Yeah. yeah. And Coach T pulls him aside and he goes, hey. And he spins him. And he goes, what number are you? And Jack goes, two. And he goes, yeah, you're not 30. You're not yeah. Steph Curry. Get your butt inside the circle. Well, my son just starts dying laughing. Coach T just starts dying laughing. I, I just, Dave, for me as a parent, I I just, in, I don't know. They're probably all volunteers. I don't know yeah. if they make any money. I I had the best time, whether they, and they ended up winning. Yeah. Uh, the second place team got shitty little medals to remind them, as my friend Darren Smith points out, which is the greatest thing. The silver medal is the only award you get for losing. Yeah. And you think about that, you go, God dang, yeah. that's right. But you saw the kids on the other side that got the medals when the kids that won got the trophy. And you could see, yeah. I said to my sons, I go, you better enjoy it today. But I said, every one of those kids is going to come back in two months and they want that trophy. So you better be ready to yeah. go because they're pissed. Yeah. But the coaches on, I watched half a game before and then my son's game, the Croc Center, need to be commended because they were just, fantastic yeah. and the way they talked to these kids and coached them fundamentals and what to do but made it fun and had them laughing the whole time i i just enjoyed it very much and i'm very thankful to those guys that can't be easy no keeping 12 10 year old lunatics invested in a game and they both on both sides yeah all four of the coaches that i watched were just awesome now it's funny you say this because this is the first time you've had a chance to kind of experience a coach like this right you've had some bad experiences in baseball yeah there was a literally for the most part their baseball coaches were fine there was a literally coach that took the game a little too serious when they were about seven and yeah. i will tell you they've checked out on baseball yeah. their hockey coaches also employed by the croc were off the charts fantastic yeah. and, and the croc center for me I don't have any idea what goes into the hiring process. I don't have any idea what goes into the training process. All I'll tell you is a parent that put a, a couple of five-year-old kids in hockey and a couple of 10-year-old kids in basketball this year. God dang, it works, man. What Wonderful. I was saying was it, it changed a lot for me even when you and I were kids because you hear a lot of people say, yeah. you, you got to kick them in the ass. It's it's changed. When I first started, I thought, well, there's some kids you pat on the back, some you kick in the ass. You know what? You pat them all on the back. You're going to yeah. get what you want out of a kid. Through uh, positive reinforcement, it, 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 I always joke around that people those guy, oh, your team's won all the time. I'm in the garage, I'm in now. We, I have like 70 championship plaques. No one yeah. ever knocks on my door and go, can I look at your plaques? Nobody no. gives a shit. You know what the best thing for me was when it was all said and done the next year when you see the list of kids that signed up? Yeah. I'd, I'd always go through and see, did all the kids that I coached sign up again? Because if they signed up, they had a good time. Yeah. And I always say, we're creating good childhood memories. And where your kids got, well, you got, they got good childhood memories out of what happened in that season. I just, I thanked the coach afterwards. And I just said, I sat back here. And every time my kids turned around, I yeah. said, face forward. Because I was from me to you away from yeah. it. I said, face forward, watch the game, pay attention to your coach. I'll talk to you after the game. And I just said to him, I said, I, I had so much fun. That's cool. I go, as I, as I wrote on Twitter, I said it was more nerve-wracking than March Madness. But I, I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just sat there like Phil Jackson used to sit and just watch it. Uh, and 
Um, I just, I thought he was great. I just thought he was great. And if any of you guys know him at the Croc Center, he he doesn't know me from Adam. But I just, I appreciate those guys. Dave, you mentioned coaches that that need to kick you in the ass. I've always said, I'm very proud that I went to San Diego. But the teachers at San Diego, for the most part, were a joke. And the administration at San Diego during my time there sucked. They, They had checked out. They didn't give a shit. What got me through San Diego were the coaches. And a lot of those coaches, for whatever reason, felt like they saw something in me and did exactly what you just said. They There were half the coaches would pat you on the back. The other half would kick you in the ass. And I could not be more grateful to all of them. Yeah. We lost a great one last week by the name of Ed Wiley. Ed Wiley coached our freshman football team. Oh, my God. Biggest disaster ever. <laughs> then... After that, in my 10th or 11th grade year, he, uh, I was his aide. Yeah. And Ed started the San Diego wrestling program. There was a wonderful article about him. He had never wrestled. He didn't know anything. And he got a handful of kids together. But he is in the California Coaches Hall of Fame. And he could not have been a nicer guy. And such a huge impact on me at a young age and so nice to me. And when I would see him through the years, I've always said it, Dave, there are certain people that that you meet that did not care if I was working at the radio or if I was driving a truck, whatever. They were happy to see me, uh, know me by name, acknowledge me. I know all those guys have been thrilled for whatever you and I have accomplished locally. But Ed Wiley was such a positive impact on my life, as so many of those guys cool. were. I just, uh, I, shit, I bet, shit, I thought he was 90 when I was his age. <laughs> I think Ed lived to 165. But, uh, goddamn, what a hell of a guy. And anybody, cool. anybody who wrestled, if any of you guys wrestled um, in the, I mean, some of you are older, 70s, 80s, 90s, when Ed and Danny Field were running that program, you know yep. Ed Wiley. They know that name. Dave, high school coaches, he, he's in, I'm sure he's in, if we have a high school coach Hall of Fame, Ed would be there. But but not only a wonderful coach and a wonderful teacher, but just a wonderful person, somebody who made a huge impact on me and will miss him, and I'm very thankful that I knew him. That's cool. Fantastic. All right. I like you. <laughs> All right, we're going to see you guys uh, Thursday nights. The next time we're going to record, so we'll be able to download this thing Thursday, the next one Thursday night. When? Thursday night and here probably Friday morning. Most of you people will not stay up. We do have about 10 people that will immediately know exactly when to start listening. Weirdos. Before you can even get home. I know, They're right? They're you already. I know. I'm already driving by <laughs> looking at that condo where I should be living. Every single damn day. We'll see you later. All right.
I'm in love. 